Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dibs, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, you know, their customer service, even before they were sponsors, w- was unbelievable. It's one of the reasons I I reached out to them and said, I want you to sponsor, be one of our sponsors on our podcast because I just believe in their machine so much and it's just helped our team win so many games. So uh mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is the one-stop shop. It is my baby. Um, It's one of the reasons we're able to keep this free. We're not going to be charging for our podcast or our YouTube channel or anything like that. Um, But it's also run by a high school coach for high school coaches or youth coaches or even college coaches. Um, It's not run by a, a, a college. It's not Zoom. It's not all these Zoom calls. It's on court. It's demonstrations. It's videos. It's clinics. It's handouts. It's everything you need to become a better basketball coach in one-stop shop. So if it's not there, I will find it for you. <laughs> All right, let's head off to the podcast. Do you have a t- games today? Uh, yeah, we have um, – and we have two more uh, today. And then uh, that was pool play. And then we have uh, – the tournament starts tomorrow. That's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're actually doing – I mean, for what it's worth, they're doing a, a really, really good job. Um, better than any of the other tournaments we've been to. It's good. They're very strict. It's, I mean, Jack and I think it's hilarious that they're making our players on the bench wear masks because then they go in and breathe and touch each other. Right, and they're and they're um like like exercise is like one of the worst things because you're exhaling. You know, you're like yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'd be more worried about you than them. Yeah. So coaches have to wear their mask on the bench. The players have to wear their masks on the bench, and then they can take them off when they go in. What about the officials? Uh, the officials wear their masks until they start officiating, and then I'm surprised they don't make the officials wear them. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, it is. This tournament's interesting too because they have uh, a bunch of 
like college evaluators evaluating the referees. Um, so like we, we played a game yesterday. There was 44 fouls called. Um, <laughs> In and, a uh, summer game. That's a yeah, lot. And uh, we, I mean, we're, we're actually really good. We're not very good offensively. Uh, Jack's team, our 11th grade team, but defensively we're really good. So it was kind of, it was kind of a tough game. I mean, we, we ended up winning, but um, the team we played wasn't very good. And the game just was so slow because there was fouls called every five seconds. Jack thinks it's because he talked to one of the guys evaluating and these guys are like trying to make sure they can control a game and make calls and, it was bad. Like we oh, they're to- they're trying to they're trying to get gigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, they're trying. It was bad. It was real bad. And I used to be an official, so I mean, it, it takes a while for me to say something's bad. I mean, I, I normally give them the benefit of the doubt, but uh, they were they were bad. So. It's it's interesting where people are playing and where people aren't playing in the country right now. It's that's intriguing to me because colleges can't go out, right? Like anywhere, they're in lockdown. Yeah, the JUCOs can. So, oh, the JUCOs can? Yeah, they, we, uh, we had a couple, um, couple JUCOs at our last tournament in Daytona. Um, a couple kids got recruited, actually. So Wow. They had a couple. couple well, I guess that makes – well, <laughs> well, last chance you starts in a couple weeks, so it makes kind of sense, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> at, uh, at some point during this, I was, I was hoping I could talk to you a little off the, uh, off the record. Yes. Yes, let's do that. We'll do that at the. We can do that at the end here. Let's. Um, all right. What are the questions? Um, so I wanted to start with talking about um, just something pretty basic, like the. Um, do you have what you would call or know of, kind of like a universal press break that you think works um, in almost every situation? I'm kind of intrigued by um, looking at the like a one four. Like a yes. So um, go to teachhoops.com and go to press breaks and do um, so a universal one that would work against anything would probably be sideline. Um, I mean, I could draw it up for you too at some point if you need it. I have it. Um, that badger and sideline are probably the best ones. Um, sideline, if sideline will work against any man. Okay. Like you'll never have a problem getting the ball in ever. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, I think a one, four is good. I think the key is the cutting. Yeah. Um, so you got to get them moving in the right directions. So hold on, let me show you. So with that one, four, cause I've done the one, four again, hold on one second. Okay. So you're talking just your normal one, four press break, like one yeah. here, one here. Okay, so I like this, um, but I like I, I I teach my I teach my guys more. I'm gonna five throw it in. Um, I get my pen going here. So I teach cutting because the key to the the key to the key to a good press break is them not first of all not dribbling it against zone or man, especially if you're having problems with it, and and cut and always having three angles and always making sure you cut. So. What we do is if the ball goes, like, I don't even know, maybe you'd have these two kind of screen for each other or do whatever, it doesn't matter. But, um, and then I have these guys V cut, you know, somehow get open. But let's say one somehow gets the ball and the ball goes to one. So now one has the ball. I teach them to cut and fill. So basically I'll have two cut straight across the front and then I'll have three follow and kind of sit in the middle. 
So what I'm trying to do is I'm always teaching them, if you catch the ball here, we want people cutting in front because that w- they don't want to get beat deep. So if you teach them, you teach them the diagonal cuts, um, and then I'll even have four come back and cut again and then two circle around. If this person holds it, and as long as they've got three passing lanes, they have one here, they have one here, and they have one here. If they have w- one of those threes will be open I, normally. Um, but sideline, basically, what sideline does, I'll show you what sideline does. Sideline basically gets, you know, you put your point guard back here, and it gets everybody kind of on one side of the court. So it gets everybody on the other side of the helpline. It gets everybody over here with some cutting and stuff. And then this, basically, if this is your point guard and he has, he's the only one on this side of the court, he's there again, they're not going to get beat deep. So all they got to do is take one step that way and come and catch it. And then this guy comes back in and he can get the ball. So I put my like two man there or my other good ball handler. Um, but yeah, there you go. I have actually a press break. It's, it's old or I probably got to redo it because it's not like high def anymore, but um, it goes through most of the press breaks. I think you would need. Um, and then if you have any, I always tell coaches, if you have any good out of bounds plays, use it as your press break. Gotcha. Cause you'll get the ball in and then it's just about cutting and angles. Um, and then teaching them not to over dribble. I spoke with, uh, it was funny you mentioned out of bounds plays. I spoke with, and I don't know what you're, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are on this. I spoke with, you know, Alicia Kamaki, who coaches at Sierra Canyon in California. She's like, she's been there for like seven years and she's won like five state titles. She's, it's like, it's like 40,000 a year to go there. The tuition is, and she only normally has, when she first started, she had like six or seven players on her team, but she did like a, um, like a zoom. And how did you get, how'd you get a hold of her? Well, she did like a, um, they did like a coaches. Um, I think his name is Kevin Furtado. He's from Georgia and he, he put together like, a. Um, he did a coach. I know Kevin. Kevin's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, I I listened to the podcast and then she ended up doing, I don't know who hosted it, but they hosted like, uh, they were hosting like these coaches hang times and, uh, she, she went on there and then she gave out her contact info. So I reached out to her and we connected and, uh, we talked for a while, but she talked about, um, she believes like all of her out of bounds plays come out of the same, uh, set. You know, when you're being scouted, um, it's kind hey, of hard. Um, send me that because I'm looking for a f- more female representation on my podcast. Yeah. Um, so send me her contact stuff. I'd yeah, love to have her on. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. You should okay. see how organized she is. I mean, like you're for you, you're going to be like, well, that's what that's what we expect. You know, as as leaders of a, a high school program, that's what right. we expect. Right. But, like she's, you know, everybody's talking to her about needing to get in the college game and she's really happy where she's at, but she, she's amazing when she showed her stuff and like how organized she is. I was like, Oh my goodness. So right. He has like a whole set, like all of her, um, all of her drills that she's ever ran, she has it in a database. And then she has, um, she has links cause they, they videotape the practices. She has links to every single drill that they do. That way the kids or whoever the coaching staff can go in and click on the link so they can see what the drill is. Um, And then the same thing with her plays, like all of her offenses and defenses, they have it all like recorded to where they can go in and look at it on video. So like if they wanted to, Oh, that's awesome. She like quizzes her kids and stuff like that to make sure they know their stuff. And uh, she does a really good job, but she plays like it, like 
they're like ranked in the in the country most years like she plays like modern day and like some of those schools like that um out there in california that are really good so oh, I, oh yeah she's awesome but yeah i'll get you her uh, yeah give me her i'll put it on my list here um so this next one's pretty uh pretty important um i've been thinking about like what like defensive principles i'm going to teach because I feel like, um, and and we'll talk more about this later, but I feel like I really want to go out and get more players to join the program. Um, right. and a lot of those players that I'm going to get, hopefully, are going to be not necessarily basketball players, but they're going to be athletes. Right, they're um, going to be people so that play. Like, yeah, I feel like my priority is going to be teaching defensive concepts because, as you know, it's not easy to teach a kid over a couple nights uh, how to how to play offense. You know how to how to get the skills. No, you can teach him D. You can teach. You definitely can teach him D. Yeah. So, I've been thinking about going um, and playing pack line. Uh, I don't know. I've just been really intrigued by it, and I think with what my concepts is on, what my concepts are on defense, is I, I think we talked about this last time. I'm teaching my girls that I want one contested two point shot every possession. Right. So, yeah, we talked about that last time. I think that's perfect. Yeah, and that's what I want. And so I've been teaching them like how much like i'm just teaching them the comparisons between the shots like if we if we contest a long two like you know step inside the three-point line we get a good contest on that that's hands down better than us contesting a layup in my opinion oh that's like you're gonna win every game if kids take yeah. one that's the worst shot in basketball is one step yeah. in front of the three contested so they I think. like they don't really understand like why i'm teaching that and uh, right and then, so I'm teaching them the same thing, uh, vice versa on offense. Like if you're one step inside the two point line, I'm not going to get angry. If we're so, right so over. what I think you do is you need to show them that, like, you know, maybe do, you should have them all do like lab drills can even contested lab drills and then keep a percentage and then have them do inside the three point line contested shots and keep it. And then you're going to see which one's a higher percentage. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Yeah, um, do some st- math guys over here do some stats yeah i mean i think you got to show them like you yeah. also have to do the math behind it like this yeah. is three points this is two points and this is two points yeah um you know and this this causes us to get in foul trouble this causes you not to play this causes you because when they're content when they're going for a layup and it's contested um yeah yeah, yeah. There's more bad things that can happen. I, I mean, I don't. How many fouls have you seen on a contested long two? Not yeah. that many. Right. Exactly. So yeah. So um, I kind of introduced that at our last open gym. I was able to get um, eight of them there, which is very rare for for us. That's really good. Okay. To get them there. So we, I really introduced the first probably more team concept before we were doing, doing individual skill development and just simple drills like that. But now I actually introduced. Um, kind of the defensive principles with the pack line. And so, you know, I talked to them about ball pressure. I talked to them about the importance of being in the gaps and how to recover and how to help and stuff like that. So, um, and I'm still learning kind of, I guess, the rules per se, like right. on the pack line. But, I mean, I have a pretty good grasp on it. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And you got to figure out if you're going to – are you going to push – you're going to push sideline, right? Well, they said um, – so I've, I've watched – and there's probably a couple different – places where you can look at them but they said they they like to push um 
anywhere where that like to your gaps like to the middle middle to the gaps middle. yeah i mean it just depends i know people i know texas tech does more side base i mean yeah it just depends that's fine as long as you're yeah. consistent on it i mean i don't know uh that's just the first i don't even remember what what video i watched is i think i just typed in pack line and i wanted to watch it and they talked about forcing to the middle yep but which goes against what what we teach like here at, at tmba and aau we teach force sideline baseline so right every time you have a chance to force baseline we do it yeah i mean it's just i mean and you can and you can do lock left i mean there's so many variations it just yeah. whatever you feel comfortable with is what you should do to be honest with you right. you'll get good at it then we could make the rule like um you know hopefully if we become smart enough where we can understand what's going on we can always force we can i mean we could do right. that i know um, <laughs> we we've tried to do that we've tried to do that like oh my god yeah like this That's person, why are you pushing them right? They're right-handed. What are you doing? It's like, oh, it's so frustrating. I know. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And especially with girls, like, uh, they're, they're even more, and this isn't a stereotype, but they're even more, like, underdeveloped as basketball players most of the time. So you have a lot of, you have a lot of really athletic players, but a lot of times they are, there's not a, a whole group of girls that can dribble with both hands. So, right. Um, you might only find one girl on the team that can dribble with both hands really well. So, I mean, right. That might work. That, that might, that might work. And I can help you with that too. As you start building up your rules and stuff, um, I can help you with that too. Yeah. Um, and so with that, I also talk, I also was thinking about doing like a, and we'll obviously do more, but I want to get good at doing a couple okay. things, not yeah. like a ton of things. <laughs> um, I think in the long term, it'd be great to have a program where they can do multiple, like just a ton of things, but I just want to be really good at one or two things. So I've been, I think that, I think that, I mean, <laughs> I'll just tell you right now. So what I'm doing for teach hoops is I'm working on a roadmap right now for coaches, kind of like, here's where you should start. And from someone that's done it. And it's funny that you said that cause I was working on it last night. And that's like, it's like, you got to pick an offense, pick a defense, you know, work on your specials and get good at those first before you start adding 75 different things, you know, right. like yeah. here's my core, like, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think you're right. I mean, I think problem is people, Oh, that looks good. It's like the flashy, like it's like the dog and up, you know, squirrel, 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 you know, yeah. um, you got to just, and I think you're, that's good. If you get pack line down, you can run anything. Trust me. Yeah. 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 So, um, so with that, I've been thinking about doing like a one, two, two press, um i don't know what your back favorite. to man uh yeah yeah i think that's a good idea that's well, good i'm thinking like you know running jumps drop, harder yeah when they drop into that one two two it's kind of more and we're going to be the type of team where we were talking a little bit about i taught them how to i taught them all the different ways that we could defend ball screens right and what i told them was we might have a different way to defend that every quarter or every half or every game. We might have a different way, but you need to understand this. These are the different types of defenses we can do on ball screens. But what I've been telling them, what we might end up doing is switching because we're so 
interchangeable everywhere um, that we might just switch. I, I think I, I personally think it's easier to teach them to switch everything yeah. and just ground that, ground that, ground that. And then you improvise for teams yeah. Um, rather than go the other way. Um, rather than, you know, we're going to head here, we're going to eye, we're going to do all these things on screens yeah. and then switch is harder. I think it's yeah, easier so, to just, you know. So yeah. I've started to do that. I've started to teach them. And it, and it makes this, it makes yeah. them talk because you I've can't, you know. The specifics of like, you know, the hedging or the switching or the going under or the going over. And so they know, so they're, they're knowledgeable in that in that area yep so i what i do with this is i talk about the three t's talk touch take I it's kind of like dodgeball yeah and i remember duck dodge whatever it was from dodgeball it's a funny yeah. movie um but you talk you touch you take so you can be should be close enough that you can touch each other you're talking through the switch and then you take it and it's like they remember it they'll remember if i if i just keep talking about that talk touch take on switches it's just easier for them to remember gotcha yeah. So I remember last week I, or last time we talked, I talked a little bit. I don't know if I think I talked a little bit about uh, how I sometimes like to blitz them, which basically is just double, double team. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't but know. Then you got to work on your rotations. Yeah. Exactly. And then you're going to do opposite of what I just said on the press break is you want to take the three passing lanes away then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've thought about that. I haven't, we do that at the, with our, with Jack's team, our, our oldest team, we do that in AAU sometimes and it seems to be effective, but, a lot it's of easier it's, in a i'm going to tell you right now it's easier in aau to blitz than it is yeah. just because people don't practice as much they're not as yeah. prepared well, yeah and when you play against teams that are just so athletic and fast it's it's hard sometimes because a lot of times they just we're not fast enough to keep up with them so they just dribble around us right right so so yeah. that's it's it's a risk for sure um, right but yeah so i've been thinking about the one two two press and so i think i'm going to go with that as kind of like i guess quote unquote our state and what I, and what i would say is then come up with rules when you're out of it like when are you going to decide that you're out of the press right like is the ball over half court does the ball get to the middle does the ball like decide when they're gonna have to match especially if you're gonna go from zone to man decide when you want to make that conversion yeah um sure. yeah in your head yeah oh so <laughs> What I think is a huge thing, and I think uh, knowing your mind, I think you will absolutely agree with this and appreciate it. The lack of knowledge on spacing and <laughs> and and just spacing in general. I guess that's like a general term, but spacing in the in the game today is so bad, um, horrible. And I'm trying to. I teach told you, you my invention, right? I told you my invention last time, right? Did I tell oh, you? Did you? I don't know. Maybe not. The one, the one where, so I'm trademarking this if anybody does it. Um, <laughs> you should have reversibles. You should have something like, you know, when you play laser tag and you shoot and it lights up, you yeah. should have the same thing for like a reversible that when they get too close to each other, spacing wise, it beeps Yeah. or it flashes because every sport, like if you watch little kids play soccer, they always get like little bunches. Yeah. So it should blink or do something. Ideally, in an ideal world, it would shock them like the dog shot, dog collar. And then they were like, whoa, I'm too close. And then yeah. you, could change, you could change on the um, reversible how close or how far they could be. So it would flash if it's two feet. It would flash if it's three feet. Yeah. Anyway, anyway that, that's my thought. If I had more time, I'd do that. But yeah, I agree spacing. I've, that, that's how far I've gotten on spacing that I'm coming up with <laughs> that you need for – 
Yeah. Shock therapy. Yeah. Shock therapy, something. <laughs> well, ideal world, you mean like 30 years ago, that probably would have been okay. Right. Yeah. It would have worked. Yeah. yeah no, but it's something like that. It's like, I agree. Spacing is. Yeah. So film I, I is good with that. Yeah. So I was kind of wondering what you thought was the best way to teach that. Yep. That film. Um, and then I'll stop them. I'll say, you know, we'll play, we'll play freeze. And I, whenever I yell freeze or blow the whistle, I don't use whistles very much, but when I blow a whistle, I make them freeze. And then I'll, you know, so I, I think you're, I think that, I think the twist on this is you got to do, you got to use the COVID thing. Like you should never be closer than six feet. Like, yeah. come on, we're playing COVID basketball here. Kind of thing. I'm not <laughs> sure what, I'm not sure what it's going to be, but Something with social distancing and you have to be farther apart on the basketball court. You're yeah, right. So our AAU team that I'm coaching now, the, the 10th graders, they're athletically and skill-wise, they're just a little behind. Um, okay. And we have a lot of what I would consider average players. And so we struggle. Like we're playing, we're playing in the same tournament our 11th grade's playing in. And so, right. And they're like, they're one of our elite teams. So they, you know, if we scrimmage them, like we had to play them in this tournament, which we might, which is a scary thought. They right. would probably beat us by maybe 40. So, um, and they're probably the maybe the second best team in this tournament. We play the first best team tonight. So it's going to be real fun. Um, so we, so I'm still, I'm working on my patience and I'm working on trying to teach them because it's not that they don't want to show effort. It's not that they don't try because they're trying really hard, but they just haven't put in the time to film, haven't developed as players together. And they just don't, their decision-making is terrible. So I was teaching them yesterday. We played a game and we, we actually, there was a team that was worse than us, which was great. Um, we actually That's always good. It's trust me. I've been there. Like when I've liked Yeah, I've been there. Well, we played our first game. We played against a team that was very fast and athletic and pressed the whole game. And we just turned the ball. We threw it all over the gym and they were not good. They were bad. They missed so many shots they would get offensive rebounds, then they would turn it over, then we'd come down, couldn't get it past half court. So we ended up losing by like 20, 20 or 25. And this team was probably 20 points worse than us, in my opinion. And Jack said the same thing. So we're going to probably have another shot to play them. But then, so their confidence was down after that game. Then we played a team that was probably 20 points worse than us and won by 20. So um, that was good. But what I was teaching them was we did, we went, I called a timeout with like, I don't know, 40 seconds left in the half. And we were struggling with our spacing. So I just drew up like I put one person in each corner. You, you played I, you played Dean Smith four four corners. Yeah, and then I put yeah. our uh, one of our post players like right at the right between the free throw line and the three point line. And I said, guys, this is mathematically, this is probably the furthest we can get away from each other in the half court. Right. And I like made sure they understood. Like, look how far I put these X's away from each other. Like we are literally in bounds. We're as far away as possible. As we yeah. And so what I would do is I said, just bring the ball to one of the corners. And I know it doesn't make sense because we don't want to bring the ball to the corner, but bring the ball to the corner and they're going to be all stretched out and right. then have our post come up and set a ball screen. And they literally did it perfectly. She came up, set an inside ball screen. She drove all the way down. Somebody had to come down and help and they fouled her. And I was like, I, I just got so excited. It's like the small right. thing you guys executed. You guys now are learning something because you learn what spacing and you got rewarded. So I love those. And did they, did they, did they seem to, to get it when you did that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, th I think it made sense because they oftentimes when they're, when their mind's going too fast and they're getting overwhelmed, they'll always just say, Hey, can we do this? Can we, can we do that? That thing that we did? You so know I, I mean? think you should call it spread or something yeah. like that. 
Yeah. Like you should put that in like your next yeah. time you get them together and say, this yeah. is what we're going to, we're just going to, because if you, it's kind of like dribbling when you tell them to dribble below their ankles, they literally dribble below their knees. So if yeah. you space them out really far, they're going to cheat, but they'll still be more space than you want them to be probably. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good, something like that. You should play around with that a little bit. That's yeah. actually a good idea. Well, we really, it was frustrating because like we run, I think I talked about this last time, but with the AAU team and we might end up running this over at UC, uh, the high school that I'm going to, but uh, we run like a Princeton, we run the Princeton, you know, like the dribble handoff on one side, the, oh, the I opposite do. two. I do. And then uh, I'm working right now to get a whole course done. I've got this guy. I'm trying to get a whole course put into T-Troops on Princeton because the Princeton intrigues me. Um, yeah. It definitely intrigues me. So we, I installed that. Um, we call it just for them. We call it something different. So they remember, but we install that one where they dribble handoff and then they swing it. And then it's all looking all of that offense that at least that set is looked for back doors. And so like, we're all like, even on the dribble handoff, if they cheat it, go past them back door. Right. When you swing it, if they cheat it, go back door. Um, and then we have the two cutters that go basically around the post player in the middle. Okay. Four on one end. Um, and so that works. Like we ran it against our 11th grade team a couple weeks ago in practice and we scored off it. They were trying to cheat it and we went back door and we scored. That's the, 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 the hard cut is that back door cut. Yeah. It's it, in, intuitively guy watched, watch today. If you go watch um, some of the AU games, you will not see that that that's not an intuitive cut for a lot of kids. Yeah. It's that fake high and then go back door. We had to work. We have to work on that a lot. Um, yeah, and I, I imagine that we'll work on that a ton at UC because, like, one of my girls was being almost guarded out of bounds. Like, right. Well, and they're thinking, they're thinking we're better, you know, yeah. steal, 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 kind of thing. And and I was like, I was like, Tiffany, you're being over. Like, she's you're almost out of bounds. Where are you going? Go, right. Go back door. Right. <laughs> Literally standing out of bounds with you, like go back door. She's so overplaying you. And, and so it's part of them, like, kind of seeing it. And like you said, uh, we actually, Jack had a couple girls here yesterday working on film. So even, and that's something that the, a lot of the AU coaches don't do. And that's why I appreciate him is like, he, he lets them like, they text him and say, Hey, can we watch film? And he's like, yeah, come on over. And, and then he'll, he'll pull up the games and they'll watch film together. So, you know, that's, that's one thing that we like to do here, but, and we'll do a ton at UC. Um, a lot of high school programs down here don't do that, which is crazy to me, but. Right. Um, no, I agree. I mean, it's just, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, I mean, you gotta do what other people aren't doing. I think that's one of the kickers. Right. And film is probably one of those things they're not doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, those are all the, uh, those are all the questions that I pretty much had for. Okay. All right. Hold on. Perfect. Hey everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, like, jump up and down, review, do whatever you got to do. Um, also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.